Welcome to another segment of Market Overdrive. I am your host, Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Cole Banker. And with me this afternoon, my co-host looks way better than Nick Mamedi. Hey, everybody. Hey, you. Hi, Miss Carla. Hi, Mr. How are you? Funes. Love the suit. Thank you. I'm trying to warm up here a little bit, but... It is burr outside. It's really cold. cold. Carla made me walk four blocks Are you really going to put me on blast? Four blocks she parked. Never mind the fact the that I came early into the city to show you a property. You're welcome. Thank you. And I then he wanted me to spend $30 on parking when we can use city parking and I can save and it's only like, what, $4? Plus the ticket that she's going to get because she... <laughs> Only paid for an hour. I'm a working mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I have to save. I have to save money wherever <laughs> I can. So you're welcome for giving you a ride. You're welcome for bringing you to the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate Thank you. you. Very much. Today's a very special segment, um, only because it is our last show of the year. So, congrats. We made it a year <sighs> yeah. at WGN. Thanks everybody for tuning in and you know giving your input for all of our real estate and industry partners out there. We greatly appreciate all of all of our followers. For sure. Another great year here on Market Overdrive. Um, we are missing Nick in the studio today. Uh, and technically. Mo. Yeah, and Mo. Mo's on vacation. Remember, keep in mind, Nick uh, is doing a little homework right now because he didn't finish his uh, continuous education so class. So he's doing CE this morning, and that's yeah. why he's missing the last show of the year. But it's been an amazing ride here with WGN, and we want to thank you, all our listeners and our followers who... Uh, you know, hang out with us every Thursday. And of course, you know, the idea of Market Overdrive was always a platform for us to voice not just what's happening in the industry, but also, you know, how we transact every day on a daily basis, because we are in the trenches, Graco financing with financing and me with residential real estate. Um, so we kind of have, you know, an ear on what's happening. And we want to bring it to you, our listeners, our consumers, our friends who are now becoming family. Uh, we thank you so much for following us and sharing our information with your sphere, your friends. Uh, we truly appreciate you. But Today's um, show is very special to me because as you hear me every Thursday, I'm always saying I'm a mompreneur, right? So I'm a real estate broker and I have two children. And for me, boundaries, I keep saying boundaries matter. You know, we're in the school zip codes. Where are you buying? We're selling real estate in Chicago. So I would be sort of like lying to you if I said that I don't care about the streets that we sell in. I mean, I am not a Chicago native, but I am a Chic- I grew up in Chicago. And so I love our neighborhoods. And I think today's a very special segment, not just because we're talking about real estate. Well, we're bringing it back to the home, right? It's the holidays. We're hanging out with our families. Some of us have visitors coming in from other countries and we're hanging out. We're buying gifts. But as we buy gifts today, I want you to stop and think about what's important. I think today's show, we're going to dedicate it to families. And more importantly, this is a note to our families who are our children, the next generation and the people we really work for. Let me go ahead. With that. With that, go ahead and introduce our guest. Let's introduce our amazing guest, superstar. We have uh, in studio today Nikia Pipian McGriff. Right? Hey, Krakow. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming in today. Um, Thank you guys for having me. We're looking forward to having you on air here. Nikia's with Dreamtown, residential broker. And I've had the pleasure to transact with her a couple of times on past transactions. And she also serves, and I like to call her Madam President. <laughs> On WCR. That sounds really cool. Madame Presidente. (laughs) How are you today, Nakia? I'm good, Carla. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining us. It is a pleasure to share the studio with you. I know that you're super busy and you're getting back to the why, which is, you know, the big reason why it is that you do what you do. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Uh, well, I've been a residential broker for about 12 years, uh, really engaged in our industry. I uh, am now officially the immediate past president of Women's Council of Realtors Chicago and the 2018 president-elect of Women's Council of Realtors Illinois. Yay. And congratulations with everything that you've done. Thank I saw you. your Facebook post, and of course, that's how we stay connected these days is through <laughs> social media. But Absolutely. kudos to you. I commend you for not only being busy as a mom, but also, you know, a realtor, which is, you know, a full-time job, obviously. But you're also giving back you're an industry leader and I, I heard and I read some of the stuff that you did for the women uh, the ladies at the women council of realtors and congrats I mean Thank you. it's Thank a, you. so you guys who don't understand WCR is a, doesn't have a staff so everything that goes on in that organization it's female power I was gonna say male power but it's female power so tell us a little bit more about your leadership role there uh, so I served as your 2017 president and uh, I mean we our goal always is to make sure that we're bringing the latest real estate news, the uh, up-to-date training, and educational opportunities for our members. I mean, that's really the primary goal. Uh, we also look to develop women as leaders in our businesses and our communities. That's one thing I loved about the organization, and you know, we we're very fortunate to help out uh, Women Council here in Chicago. Um, it's just the women empowering each other and growing each year um i just thought that was very cool to be a part of um a lot of people know i have a daughter and i always have like to have my daughter around very strong women and i praise you guys all the time because kids pick up on that yeah you know and it's very important that we support these types of organizations because you know women power is very important it is well, thank you guys for being a strong strategic partner for the past few years yeah you're also involved with Chicago Association of Realtors in, on the state and local level, correct? I am currently serving on the Chicago Association of Realtors Board of Directors, and I am the state chair for our state legislative contacts for Illinois Realtors. What does that mean? So every um, legislator in Illinois is assigned a realtor, and the purpose of that role is so that when there are new legislative items that are introduced, that we get in front of them and say, hey, this is how it impacts your community and the constituents that you know you serve. And we ask that you support or not support a bill, depending on how it impacts uh, property ownership. So then you give or you don't give that little paycheck when we say, hey, we could be donated through our pack. Here's a check not because you're taking away any, you know, anything that benefits us in the industry. So she's got the ears of the state level and the local level. She's a leader. She's hustling in the streets, selling real estate to families everywhere. Um, so I think kudos again. Um, to you. you for all that you do on a daily basis. I mean, I can't even imagine. That's a lot of hats to That's wear. That's a lot of <laughs> work. That's a lot of hats. <laughs> what time do you wake up in the morning? <laughs> Too early. Usually 5.30. Oof. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 5.30. I'm still in bed at 5.30. Well, aside from, you know, the, uh, we'll call it uh, political side, um, this calendar year that just closed out, um, what do you see? coming down the pipe for our industry uh, with this legislation that's about to hit or the chatter that we're hearing? Well, we have some interesting uh, changes coming if tax reform in its current state passes. Uh, our homeowners who are paying more than $10,000 in state taxes, uh, state property taxes rather, uh, could be impacted by this new legislation and uh, property owners with mortgages that are over $500,000, you're going to be impacted. So it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. So we would invite every realtor to do, 
respond to the call for action. And our consumers, we also have a website that we'd love for you to go and I got to be honest because, uh, you know, we had a conversation about this in the office and I tossed it around with the guys. Um, I'm a little confused because there's so many back and forth mm-hmm. that I, ke- I keep hearing. This is a positive. This is a negative. Um, ultimately, the way that I viewed it, you know, reading in between the lines is that it's almost a wash. So correct me if I'm wrong. It's a it's a loophole on one aspect, but you're reaping a benefit uh, on the other end. So am I mistaken with this uh, tax reform? That's I, I think that when you look at the overall bill, homeowners are going to be impacted, and it is not necessarily a positive impact okay. for the state of Illinois. Okay. And that's the crazy part, right? Because we're always promoting home ownership and the affordability index of owning versus renting, but yet we're taking away um, some of that monthly budget. So it's going to chip away at that. Um, but it's always, right? You're looking at real estate as an appreciation asset over time. You're going to use it. You're going to live in it. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, we're basically advising you to plan ahead for, for these increases. I'm uh, not increases, mm-hmm. but lack of incentives or tax credits or tax incentives tax for cuts. being, yeah, tax cuts. <laughs> Should we just call Call it what it is. We're not getting any more taxes. You know, you can't claim it on your taxes anymore. It's not a credit. Um, but it is what it is. It's real estate as usual, and that's what we got to do if we're going to be homeowners. We got to find a way to survive, right? And figure out a way to move past this because if this does pass, uh, what was it? The individual uh, exemption was 250000 for a single person who's selling a home. Correct. Correct. And a married couple is five hundred thousand. Yeah. So they're keeping that. They're just going to uh, increase the number of years you need to actually stay in the property. But again, nothing is finalized right. yet. I think the important note from all of this is that we all have to be engaged. We can't take for granted sure. that our legislators are going to act on our behalf. We need right. to be involved every step of the way. It potentially shouldn't have gotten to this point. Right. Had we all raised our collective voices, there are one point three million realtors across the nation. Uh, so we should have been involved a lot earlier. Can you touch on that a little bit when you mentioned a second ago that we would have to be in the property a bit longer? I read something yesterday that you would have to had resided in the property at least five years within the last eight. Five to eight is the new one. Okay, five yes. to eight is the new mm-hmm. one. And currently you would have to reside in your home. I think two, it's two to five. Two to five two years. Of the last okay. five right now. So maybe we can meet in the middle. So all you politicians <laughs> out there, if you're listening, Nikia, maybe we let can meet in the that. middle. <laughs> Tr- uh, National Association of Realtors is all over this. Uh, uh-huh. There are people who are called federal political coordinators. So at the federal level, you have realtors who are assigned to uh, each congressman, each senator. And we've already started uh, advocating the five points that we really want to c- communicate about this current bill. And I think that's our call to action today, right, is to in, in, invite you to, you know, participate, get, be, you know, stay on top of what's going on. Uh, listen to your leaders. You have Nakia here who you can always reach to. And if you have any questions about how to get started or where do you need to go in order to vote against it, because I know that there was that call to action where you could just actually just fill out this form and say, I oppose it. Right. It's yes. just a matter of like a simple click away from you to get your legislators to understand your so vote on the cause. For realtors, if you text 30644 on your cell phone you can actually respond right through your mobile alert for consumers if you go to homeownershipmatters.com you can actually i'm sorry i think it's dot realtor now okay. uh, you'll actually be able to respond uh, from the consumer side so it's important that we all stand up and understand 306 what was it 30644 
30645. And that's for the realtors, right? For realtors. Right. Yeah. Well, get involved and understand how this affects you because this is our livelihood. This is what we're doing. And of course, we're going back to the holidays and we're doing it for our families. Nakia, you are a busy, obviously, entrepreneur, but also a busy mom. Tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, well, I have two boys. Um, my youngest is 13. He is uh, He has autism, so it keeps me very busy. Uh, and obviously, uh, we suffered a very tragic loss of my oldest son this summer. Very sorry for uh, that. Thank you. So it's uh, it has been an unexplainable experience the last six months. You know, as a as a mom, it is just it's just heartbreaking to me to see this happen to you because you I see you on you know the news I see you on Facebook and I see you as a leader in our industry and there's not many women who can carry and wear that hat right you're so busy obviously as a mom you want to work so hard so you can provide for your children right we work very hard so we can buy them the clothes that they want the shoes that they want so we can send them to the schools that you you want to send your kids to um your son what what college did he just graduate was he just graduating from he attended morehouse he did not finish he attended morehouse and so his life was cut short because can you tell us a little bit more about that story uh on june 8th my son was shot and killed uh which we believe was in a, a robbery attempt um there has not been an arrest made in his murder. Um, so as you can imagine, my family has just been through, uh, un- you know, inexplicable changes since June 8th. And that's and that's the change that occurred to somebody in our industry, right? A leader, someone that you're always thinking, right? Because it never. And the only reason I say that because as a human, you always look to the side and you're like, okay, that did it. That, I see it in the news all the time. It didn't happen to me, but when it happens to one of our friends, our colleagues, people that you interact with and you uphold, and you're always like, oh, I love you. Hey, how are you? Let's go to this event. Let's go to the other event. And then all of a sudden, it happens to one of our own. It's heartbreaking because as a mom, I understand what it's like, you know, to always want to take care of our children and on a day where you're like okay I'm waiting for my kid to come home you get the call that something happened to your child and it happened in your neighborhood it happened in your home and so when we're talking about school boundaries matter where do our kids go to school where are we buying real estate because we want the best for our children yet we're looking at violence affecting our streets still like you know what can we do to stop that or not just stop it but what can we do from like you know a little bit a little step to to make a change so this doesn't affect anybody else well the reality is uh, we have a lack of a sense of a community Uh, and so each of us has to take a step and get involved in our individual communities whether that's volunteering at the local boys and girls club whether that's volunteering volunteering at the ymca whether that's getting involved in your local school council because again you know we have to get engaged at every step of the level or every step of the way in order for us to um, affect change and this is a cry, or just not a cry, but also just, you know, like ask for everybody to get involved, right? Not just moms, not just dads, but grandparents, friends, neighbors. I mean, I always, we were talking earlier today about play dates and setting up, you know, Graco. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting Graco to go to see a Nutcracker show and mm-hmm. saying, you know, my girlfriend is a scientist and his daughter loves science. So we were going to have like a play date, what have you. And my daughter is very involved. Um, and so we're always trying to create community. We're always trying to create opportunities for our children to grow. But when that is taken away from you because you're robbed of the opportunity to mm-hmm. care for your child as a mom, that's going to be something that's really difficult because it's out of your control. Uh, it has been completely devastating for anyone that 
you know, knew me prior to June 8th, I mean, you know that my most important hat that I wear is the hat of a mother. And I pour everything that I have uh, into my children. So to say that uh, this impact has snatched so much from me, uh, aside from, you know, the physical being of my son, but also just the effect of his, you know, him losing his his younger brother, losing his big brother, who was his role model. And and I don't think people really think about that. Uh, The people that did this, um, I'm not sure what was going through their minds, but I, I hope that, you know, they're getting some help and that someone is reaching out to help change their lives. I think there's a healing and forgiving, right? At this point, I can't ask you for that, but forgiving yet you still have to wake up every day and live that reality. Mm-hmm. There's a part of you that's missing. That's, you know, you have two children and one of them, and I and I look at your post every morning and, and it's heartbreaking to me because you recently said, you know, I hope that your brother is proud of you. Um, and then just that, the fact that you're sharing that story with us, it's the reason why I wanted you to have a voice on our show because I feel that we reach so many people on a daily basis, not just realtors or industry professionals, mm-hmm. but I think as a leader in our industry, we're looking onto you. Like, what do you want us to do for you mom like we're here to support you in any way we can we love you and you're not alone although it may seem that way you have so many people looking on to you and we're just looking to you like what can we do to support your cause what can we do to help um we definitely can't stop this right but we have to bring awareness to it well i think that's just it if we as a collective community uh, get involved and not turn a blind eye to the crime i mean it's not just my community it's communities all across the city all across the state that are being impacted by crime we have got to join together and do something about this you know it's you know, a family should not have to take their kids out of their neighborhood to a park in a different neighborhood for the fear of for safety issues. Right. So what are we we should be out doing, you know, the block clubs or the neighborhood gatherings. But you should everyone should be enraged by each of these stories, not just my story, but every day. You know, my heart is broken for another mother that has lost her child to senseless violence that's going on in our city. And it is up to us uh, to help bridge that gap and rebuild our communities i noticed um you know i grew up in ukrainian village very Mm -hmm. rough neighborhood when i was a kid today ukrainian village obviously has been transformed but even in that neighborhood today there's crime every day so there's um you know a group that has been uh, created on facebook and every day i read you know this happened or uh you know, somebody was trying to break into this property. Police responded to this. So it's very important that, you know, we understand and people do come together as a neighborhood. Because I remember when I was a kid, there was, although it was a rough neighborhood, mm-hmm. if you were in the neighborhood, okay, you were part of that family or that uh, block pride, so to speak. So no trouble ever came in because they wouldn't allow it us as neighbors and us as you know people growing up in the neighborhood would not allow you know bad stuff to come in bad stuff might happen you know from within but the reality is that there was more of an awareness and i remember that that if there was a moment where somebody tried to do something from a Mm -hmm. different neighborhood come into our neighborhood or infiltrate that that it was like handled you know within minutes so applying i guess that 
concept of back in the day because today most people just stay in their homes right you know they're peeking it's out the window community. we're yeah, disconnected we're right. so disconnected right. and i love that mm-hmm. you guys are having that conversation because earlier i said you know if it doesn't i'm selfish you know on a personal level my family has also had some changes so on a personal mm-hmm. level i just want to have the kids to me like protect right. them and right. just keep them to me and I, I don't want to know what's happening i don't even watch the news sadly and it's you know unless it's cranes or like real estate something and nick makes fun of me because he's like aside from real estate you have have no social skills like <laughs> what do you else do you talk about in life but that's just who I am and I decided that because I needed to focus on you know rebuilding my family and my children making sure they were fine but you know I, I don't like that me thing like I want it to be you know and that's why when we had a conversation about bringing you on and having giving you an opportunity to come mm-hmm. on our show and just share your story it was more of like we want to have a purpose. We want to have a why because our children are our why. So how do we build that expanded community? Well, you again, we've all we all have to get involved. And I, I believe that uh, you can start with getting involved with organizations that service children um, and bringing your children along to see that you are serving or volunteering for someone who may be less fortunate, because that's going to build a culture or volunteer idea with your child and that's really important whether it's you know servicing uh, or serving dinners at you know thanksgiving or christmas in in homes where people are living in homeless shelters or something like that but again i really encourage everyone that's listening to get involved with your local boys and girls club get involved at your local ymca uh, an, an organization that is servicing children one organization that i volunteer with every year is code angels where we deliver um coats to children who may not have the warmest coats uh for this type of weather and just the experience to see these children's faces, to know that, you know, we're there, we've taken time out of our busy schedules to come and meet them, to talk talk to them, and to provide them with a basic need. Uh, hopefully, you know, it makes a difference in some of their lives. I think I saw that you were at a school recently. Yes. Passing out some coats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's good to give back, right? As someone as busy as you are and someone who went through what you've gone through, like for you to put a hold on life and everything else and say it's important to give back, it should should just resonate with a lot of people because we we need to stop being selfish. And this year has been traumatic for everybody Mm -hmm. as a society. We've had many organizations cut their budget and we can attest uh, the violence to, I don't know, like, you know, mental health issues. People with mental health are not getting the services that they need. Um, We have children who are... Are in this like vicious cycle, right? Can you right. get out of the communities, but you don't have leaders in you the communities the to help them? Yeah. So you stay stagnant in these communities and you're not able to grow. Well, you know, a, something like a gesture of like, follow me. Maybe I can mentor you. Maybe I can give you an opportunity. Um, I do have, I'm, I belong in I well, I, I've donated to an organization in the south side of Chicago for women's um, with violence, and also you know taking my kids um, to do um, to bring food to the, the not it's not a homeless shelter. It's like children who are uh, live with foster parents, mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's just amazing to see the reaction of my children when they come home and they're like, "Wow, mom, thanks for everything that we have." Right? I mean, we don't have a lot, but it's it's significant to know that somebody cares. I have a strong family community, and I think that that makes a difference too. With my family being so close uh, my children don't lack anything I'm very blessed because of family like we always have each other but you know you have to remember it's the holidays and people don't have someone there for them they don't have families who are supporting you and helping you through you know things so don't judge other people with what you know with what you're going through just help someone you never know who you're going to help 
Yeah, and I think it's also not just about donating money, but actually your time. Yeah. Uh, teaching people the skills that you've learned and acquired over the years. Uh, but to me, the the most uh, rewarding experience is when I'm spending time with other children because it is so important that children know that their voices are heard, that their voices are important, that they're needed and they're wanted. And I think, you know, when we build strong children, uh, that will help towards uh, uh, that reduction of crime that we seek. Hmm. And I love it when we're saying build people up, but then you're saying build children up, right? Because they're our leaders. They're the they're our legacy. That's what we're gonna get, we, we're gonna leave behind. Um, but not just our our children, you know, children of other organizations, and give back in time, not just money. Yes. I think it's important because anyone can write a check, right? Um, and it could be anywhere between five to ten dollars to five hundred dollars to a thousand dollars for something that you believe in and support. But just giving back, like you said, you know, Lori um, Children's Hospital has uh, where you can come in and cook for the children there oh, um mm-hmm. you have so many like you know pantries where you can go and serve and then bring the children because i think that's that's really cool for for people i mean i come from a a lifestyle or you know where pe- we always gave back my mother you know collects items and she brings it to honduras because obviously mm-hmm. there's a whole nother level of poverty there mm-hmm. and uh, lack of opportunity but you know, you're giving back to a global, you're giving back to a community, but going back to Chicago, you know, I can't say that I've never transacted in Woodlawn. I can't say I've never sold a home in High Park. So mm-hmm. why just focus in the north side of Chicago when we, we have other communities that we, we profit from? I mean, you know, I make commission out of selling real estate. So I want to encourage everybody who gets paid selling zip codes, selling Chicago, you know, land that you take some time to give back and clean up our streets because you don't want this to continue. Absolutely. On a government level, though, you know, helping with taking back our streets, to quote Carla here, uh, there's got to be more done, right? I would agree. There has to be more done. I mean, uh, I keep reading on a daily basis that, you know, our streets just don't have enough policing. Um, Carla, you have family that's you know, in the police department, and you could probably touch on that a little bit, but the reality is that all these budget cuts have cut into stuff like that. And I know that in the neighborhood that I grew up in, again, Ukrainian village, that police district is no no longer there. And this is one of the things that the the neighbors uh, or the people living in, in, in this area now are complaining about that we don't have enough uh, to keep our streets safe and to keep... Uh, the community safe to keep these kids safe uh you can't walk home by yourself anymore you know because of the risk that the potential that could happen and that's crazy because as a society to say that our children can't ride their bikes outside uh our children can't skate or they can't go and play with snowballs outside they can't come home late you know and, and, and not be affected by robbery you know like it, it's just ridiculous like the times right and that's what that's what's happening today and people are still like just being so objectively looking forward but they're not looking on the sides like and I and I hate to do this to you Nikia because you've gone through so much but yet I'm asking you like what is the answer what do we do how can we change anything and you're like the affected mom like right you're just Mm -hmm. going through the motions and saying I'm still trying to figure out how to get out of this well Carla I mean some days it's hard to just get out of bed without uh you know, with realizing that my oldest son is not here uh, with us. But, you know, what drives me is that I have to try to make a difference in our communities, whatever small difference I can make. Um, so, again, I spend a lot of time, a 
little bit of money <laughs> with different organizations. And again, my passion is for children. Each of you are going to have your own passions. But what I would encourage everyone to do is find something that you're passionate about and really get involved with that organization. Again, take it past just writing a check, but donating your time, donating your services. You know, how many kids would love to be on a radio show? Have we had you know, I kids mean, in high school. Here, yeah, how many wrote, kids in high school can we bring in Carla, to teach them how to show. do this? So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was the other way around. <laughs> Dear Santa Claus, all I want for Christmas is to be on Market Overdrive. I really do think it was the other way around. <laughs> Carla reached out to me and asked. <laughs> We're not going to go back because right. we always argue about the inception of Market Overdrive, and we are Market Overdrive. We're here and we're live every Thursday to elevate your real estate IQ today because it is our last show of the year thank you again so much for you know collaborating with us for coming out to share your experiences and expertise as realtors because we've had so many awesome people come on our show um we miss our crew we're missing mimi mo and definitely nick um but that's who makes up mod and again you know if you like the information that you're hearing from us go ahead and share it follow us on our social media networks which are youtube instagram facebook we're on facebook live so lots of great information today's topic it's very dear to me because as a mom entrepreneur I always advocate for children and it's always the reason why we do what we do on a daily basis so we're getting a little deeper into the show here and and I don't want to we're probably halfway through here I think it might be a good time to touch on our nitro question here I didn't get the nitro buzz in my can I get a little buzz engineer can I get a little buzz (laughs) you're ahead of schedule can you rev rev me up a little bit uh oh Nakia Uh we might be having technical difficulties back there No, because Nick is not here. And all of a sudden, when Nick says something, I'm just like cringing on what's going to come notice out of his mouth. When, notice how they're always on cue, though, when Nick's here. I know. With the nitro. <laughs> I think we kind of went ahead of ourselves. I'm the filler today, and I can't You're get a little uh, action back there with the engineer, but that's okay. So we're just going to go ahead and ask you the question. You don't have to answer it now. OMG. Okay. You know, let it sit for a little bit, but uh, something embarrassing Past, pres- past or present? Just go ahead and ask her. I'm, I'm, can I ask the question? <laughs> Something embarrassing. Yeah. Something embarrassing, past or present, that you would like to share there with it is. your Ooh. friends, family, colleagues that you could tell us about, and uh, we'll let that sit for a little bit, if you don't mind. Unless she wants to answer now. <laughs> no, she should not answer now. It's crazy. I can't believe you asked it like that. There was going to be more excitement to that question. Like, Nitro Question today was brought to you by... Forgive me. Please, let's, let's, that again. let's redo let's that again. again. <laughs> so today's Nitro Question is brought to you by Carla Mina of Coldwell Banker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nikia. Right? You guys got like- that? <laughs> <laughs> and we want to know about an embarrassing moment, or not an embarrassing moment, but oh. your closeness to stardom. How did that start? <laughs> what is that like? No, I actually want to hear about it now. No, we're not going to hear about it now. Let's not do it. Let's go back to um, Let's talk about our, a little bit more about our neighborhoods and how um, making our neighborhoods a little bit safer actually helps the real estate community. It's very important that we understand that having these safe neighborhoods helps with property values right Mm -hmm. helps with uh resellability helps with the schools bettering our schools um and it's important that we all as a community come together to help uh make these neighborhoods a lot better and this is on a national level this is not just chicago by the way uh thankfully we are a national show 
So if you are listening, uh, please chime in. Send your questions uh, through Facebook if you can. Uh, follow us on our social media outlets. It's important that we get some feedback from uh, you homeowners and uh, and the community on how we can make uh, neighborhoods better. I know one thing that I'm contemplating in my parents' neighborhood because they're still living in the area is something as cheesy as uh, setting up cameras, you know, and, sh- and setting up visuals. You know, surveillance in the area. In the streets? Uh, in the streets. One of our neighbors actually posted that, you know, would it be too far-fetched to have, you know, one of those security monitoring companies drive around the neighborhoods mm-hmm. up and down the street, you know, that we sometimes <laughs> see on development sites uh, while uh, projects are being built. So the lines are open. If you guys have any uh, suggestions on how we can make our neighborhoods safer and better for our kids, our community, our schooling, and uh, our real estate world, please uh, reach out to us. And it's a different world, right? When we're talking about neighborhoods that are a little bit more evolved, more developed, as we say, um, we always talk about these up-and-coming neighborhoods, right? So what does that mean in some neighborhoods? Um, what does up-and-coming mean in one area versus the other? What's your take on that, Nikia? Uh, typically, it means that... Um you know, we have some new commercial development coming. We have uh, new development, new brand new construction or, or concentration of rehabs. Uh, but, you know, when we're focused on up and coming, I'd like to say let's not forget about our existing neighborhoods and making sure that we're rebuilding them if necessary. Uh, and I think sometimes we forget about that. We get excited about what's new, uh, but let's also focus on uh redeveloping the existing neighborhoods or the the neighborhoods that maybe don't have as many resources as you know some of our other communities in the city what are some things that you would recommend for bettering our existing neighborhoods well i think affordable housing is a hot topic and it's got to remain in the forefront of our uh, discussion when we look at some of the new construction near us where we're sitting i mean 1.1 million starting price at a for a two-bed, two-bath condo is not affordable for right. a large portion of our residents. So let's keep the focus on building affordable housing throughout the city, uh, bringing new commercial developments throughout the city, uh, which, again, will hopefully uh, spur some economic development to bring you know, members back to those communities. Yeah, I uh, was doing a little research uh, earlier in the week as far as uh, – the trends of what's to come in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to touch on it a little bit later today. I know Carla was kind of signaling me to uh, touch on it now. And, and it does have to do with affordable housing as well because price points are very important. It's super important for you builders out there to put out a product that is affordable for all incomes, you know, because profit is important, yeah, but the ability to keep... Uh, inventory moving and selling of property and and affording it is a little bit more important than than profits because right now there's a shortage there's a shortage in inventory there's not enough homes to sell and um shoot i was just looking at a property this morning that more than likely might be gone by the end of the week (laughs) 
Well, and it's just important to understand the concept of investment, right? Because we're always talking about profitability margins and, you know, what are you going to build that's going to generate income for yourself? But I think that if we price right um, and we we allo- allocate certain units for affordable housing or affordability for our neighbors, um, it, it makes a bigger sense for the community, right? You can't just come in, build a new project, and then leave and be done with it. <laughs> You know, because you have to pay forward. A lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, we're going to have solar panels or we're going to do like, you know, tankless water heaters because we want to preserve and, you know, save money, um, you, you know, amazing windows so that you you can save energy, whatever, energy efficiency and all that jazz. But what about family efficiency? What about neighborhood efficiency? About making sure that it's affordable to everybody because we're looking at these neighborhoods that are changing and up and coming means, you know, there's going to be better health in the areas because of higher price points. But what about the people who lived there for years 30 yeah. years 40 yeah. years um you know where i come from people own their homes and they live in there forever and they just pass them on to families from one family to the other we actually sell property here and there's profitability for us um, while still using the vehicle vehicle to live in but what about like you know getting and there are grants when you petition for them for you to be able to build developments so you just align yourself with experts who understand what they're doing so they can help you and navigate you through that process so you are profitable in your projects i think the other important tool aside from building new uh housing is providing education and financing for those residents who are already in the neighborhoods who want to learn how to invest in in the neighborhood that they that they're staying in. Uh, Perhaps it's teaching them how to become an investor, how to buy that vacant multifamily that's next to you. How do you pull money together? So I think it's it's important that we as experts in this are providing education, not only to other realtors, but to the consumer, to the community. How do you get, how do you invest in the neighborhood? Because that's really the only way that we're going to turn this around sooner rather than later. The people that are already living in these communities are going to have to learn how to invest and buy buy the property, buy the vacant property that that's yeah, I know in some areas, I mean, you can buy land a lot for like a dollar at some point, right? Are they still like some south side neighborhoods you can buy? Because I remember Mabel Guzman and I had talked about like, okay, let's buy them, but then you have to pay taxes, <laughs> property taxes and carry that, but you can turn them into gardens or, you know, like right. vegetable gardens for the neighborhoods. I mean, these opportunities are available for you. You have to live in the neighborhood and you have to own the, the adjacent lot to be able to purchase it. Um, but what a great opportunity to give back, right? Yeah, and what like, about uh, just the basic rehab product a lot of consumers don't know that you can buy the property and roll your your rehab into the acquisition uh that total loan as well so just again i think if we are out there as advocates for the community we should be out educating the consumers about these products that are available for them to reinvest in the communities that they're living in and we're always talking. I mean, we've had so many topics, and we cover so many topics on the show. It's been a year, <laughs> and we're here every Thursday. But we've had uh, topics such as 1031 exchange, you know, how to roll mm-hmm. your money, how to become an investor. So I have an idea here. Why don't you buy a property, right? And then in it, provide services and have, a, you know, if you're going to be buying rental properties and you're going to be renting them out, like just education, like you said, mm-hmm. educate people on just, you know, social services. Like I have one of my, my investors who's, a, who's actually a developer. He owns 60 units 
permanent buildings, and in them, he's allocated a budget. And of course, he gets grants and he petitioned for these, and he's giving money. He's getting money to build these projects, mm-hmm. carry them as an investor. So he's collecting rent on them. But one of the things that work for him is that he's got a center for people to get their medicine and people for get therapy because of the social oh, wow. issues with the mental illness. Mm-hmm. That we're looking to our government, right? Where are these organizations that are going to like you know help our homeless and get them to help when it comes to medicine or it comes to mental illness? He's actually created a home for the for residents where they can actually get these. And you know what? He, they're still making money. It's mm-hmm. like an, a win-win because you're getting government grants so that you can have these projects and then you can have these developments and still collect rent and be an entrepreneur. So there's so many op- opportunities for people to make money, but you just got to see, you know, think outside the box and you Absolutely. have to believe in it, right? Because otherwise you're like, oh, I just want to make money. I'm going to collect rent. I'm going to own a two-unit. We have to find out about that grant so we can do a project like that because we have some great ideas. <laughs> But we have a caller on the phone right now, so we do. We do. I can't yeah. hear, but Carla's going to have to handle that because she stole my earplugs. <laughs> oh, how did you so, know that? You- well, okay, go ahead. Hi, you're listening to Market Overdrive. <laughs> Hi, Carla. Hi. I think you know me. Mabel, you know what? I'm like, (laughs) Graco's running the show today because I have all these buttons here and I have no clue what's going on. I'm like, I didn't get anything. Craig didn't tell me there was a caller on the line. (laughs) You did? I couldn't hear you. (laughs) As always, remember, we are not like radio broadcasters. We're not like, you know, trying to, we're hanging out at the WGN studio, but we're realtors and we just love what we do. So we thought we'd share with you. Mabel, how are you? Hi, Mabel. I'm great. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to you, too. Feliz Navidad. Gracias. Hola, Mabel. Hola. Don't start with your sexy talk with Mabel Guzman. Another industry leader, fierce female. I remember looking at a magazine when I first started real estate. Well, I was already in the business, but the market had crashed and blah, blah, blah. Sad story. But I looked at this magazine and I saw Mabel Guzman as president of Chicago Association of Realtors. And I'm like... I want to be like her one day. Mm-hmm. She is an amazing leader. I love you. You know, I'm your number one fan love always, today and always. Love you back. Thank you. Love what you do. Appreciate you. And it's a, it's a great conversation that you've all been having. Um, very, very pertinent. And, you know, it, and it's kind of cuts through the BS, right? Because when we uh, get down to it, what it comes down to is people buy based on community and how they feel comfortable. Um, and when we look at the city of Chicago, 77 communities, right? Unfortunately, they all don't get the same amount of services, right? So people are going to make a decision whether I'm going to move to community A, X, or whatever, based on these services and amenities that are there. Unfortunately, a lot of times those areas that have high amenities are also completely unaffordable for somebody, right? So, you know, th- then you're like this dog you know, like chasing its tail, looking for a place to live, but you want to make sure that it has these great amenities. And, and obviously, you know, you're looking at your the position where the property is going to be, all that other good stuff. And you want, you, you want to be able to get, let your kids go out and run in the street as well. So yeah. it starts limiting where you can live. Right. So, and uh, I mean, I've been an urban pioneer. I mean, I lived in um, Douglas Park for about 10 years. And that was an interesting ride, right? Because it was like, and I sold a lot of units on the West Side too, new construction development and very, you know, affordably priced. And when I mean affordably priced, I mean, they were under $200,000 and it was three bedrooms, two baths, new construction. 
right? And it was affordable housing units, affordably priced. And I can't say affordable housing um, because that's objective. You know, what's affordable to you is not affordable to somebody else. I do know that when you you look at like a police officer or a teacher who are on a very fixed budget, a lot of them are really having a tough time finding a place Mm -hmm. to live within the city of Chicago, the city that they serve. So, you know, we have to look at how are we supporting these people who do these important jobs every single day. Yeah, and it's, you know, and I and, and you raise a really good question or just something to think about because we're talking about, like, normal, not normal, but average, like, income citizens, right? People who are serving and protecting our streets, but yet we're not looking at when we're building and rehabbing and we're bringing in products at 350 and 450 how does that make sense for somebody who's making, say, whatever, forty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year with multifamily, you know, with with children, or per se? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just keep that in mind when you're selling because, obviously, you want to, cater to that market um, of buyers who are willing and they are able, we are, just not, we are just not finding the right products for them. Yeah, it's true. And I think you have to expand the map. You know, a lot of times, you know, and I've done this, I've put people in new neighborhoods that they would never consider. And I sit down with them and I say, tell me what your price is. And we're going to search based on price. We're not even going to look at neighborhood. The price is going to tell us where you need to be to get what you want. And then you're going to tell me, are you comfortable going there? And then if you're not, you're going to let me know in your way why you don't want to be there. And I'll tell you in my way why maybe you should consider it. Right. Because so we're governed we, by ethics, we have, so we can't really steer. We have to look at the health yeah. of the location and look at the numbers exactly. and you know, run around based on a budget, on a monthly budget. Exactly. Because we have, um, we have fair, the Fair Housing Act, which is embedded into our business every single day. So when we talk about a community, and you, and you hear people say that's not a good community or that's not a good one, there are people who live there that are passionate about that community. That's one thing that we have to remember. Maybe you may not want to live there, but there are people who do live there who've been living there 30, 40 years, even 10 years, and they're like, this is my home, this is my neighborhood. Uh, so, you know, we can't, so we have to be very careful when we talk about communities over large. We can only talk about amenities. What is it that you want? Well, this one's offering it to you, but yeah, it's not where you want to be, but where you want to be, it's going to, it's three times the price. So you have to let that reality sink in that there is opportunity, right? There's opportunity. It's limited. Yeah, sure. It could be limited. And, but there is opportunity, but, and we have to have an honest discussion with our clients. You know, it's a tough talk. It's a tough chat that you're having with them at that moment. Um, And it has to happen because if not, they're not becoming any more educated in that time that they're spending with you than the moment that they walked in the door. And that's why you have to, you know, lean on your realtor, your professional, your lender um, to guide you through that process. Because, of course, our job is to guide you through, you know, finding the right product for you, right, finding the right home in the right neighborhood for you. Um, but it is important to, for us to you know, just encourage our developers, people who are redeveloping our neighborhoods to understand that there is some there is, you know, ways to make money in all our neighborhoods. I mean, there are some areas that are really flourishing and that I see a lot of people buying where there is some really good profit margins. And people would say, oh, I don't want to go there. But it's like, that's where you're going to make the most amount of money. And you're going to be able to buy. A lot of the investors always say, buy low, right? And you're going to make more money than when you're buying, you know, a flip that's in the higher price point. I think we've made more money buying $50,000 flips than $100,000 flips or $150,000 flips. And you're investing more of your, your finance, your, your liquidity or your cash. But, and, you're, and you're going to yield a higher yield. So there are some neighborhoods that are 
up and coming, they're able to you know yield you um, a higher return on your investment. I used to always say, yeah. um, you know, after, during the recession when I was buying properties, I would buy low, but I would also sell low. That was my little niche because and I, I love that. I knew that the people in that community, I was basically the nicest home in the neighborhood at the cheapest price once it was renovated. And it's mm-hmm. not even yeah. the cheapest price because I've seen your flips. I mean, they're amazing rehabs and they are contemporary with all the bells and whistles, very modern design. So it's more of like the rehab product with you know the more affordability to it. And a lot of uh, investors are missing the boat when it comes to that because when we price our properties, we always put them in that, you know, like I call it that juicy spot, that really good price point where you know it's going to fly off the market because everybody's going to want it. So what? You get demand and you know you get to sell it for a little higher. But if you're able to keep your profitability margins a little, not lower, but more strategic about what you put into the home and bring in a product that is affordable to most, depending on the average household income, that you know it's going to fly off the shelves and then you're not going to have uh, you know carrying costs. You're going to avoid that. So It's true because the thing is in the end is you don't want to hold on to it for as long as possible. So you, you want to make sure that you maximize the time, right? As they say, time equals money. Also, you can take that money out sooner to go then and do that same thing again. So now you're offering another opportunity for somebody else to buy into a community at a great price. Love it. Great information. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, at at the end of the day, it's like I'm creating a a needed, you know, this commodity called housing, right? But it's also a place where people hang their dreams on, right? They walk in that door. This is everything for them. They're not thinking about selling in five years. They're thinking about, we're going to have a baby here, or we already have a baby, or I'm going to get baby. married eventually and I have this house. They're already thinking about down, you know, down line, like five, ten years from now. When they move in, they're like, oh, in two years, I'm going to be out of here. Not really. you know. I mean, at one point, maybe that's why where a lot of people were thinking, especially prior to 2008, and I remember like in the construction boom between 97 up to that point, everybody's like, oh, we'll just stay two years and then we'll sell. You know, it's, we really need to, and interestingly enough, a lot of developments that I worked on, and especially when I was in working on the West Side, where you saw these planned urban developments and they were big, they had a whole thing that if you bought, and they had affordable housing units, right? They had units that were below the median income and they were not getting any grants. They were doing it deliberately as a private development company, especially um, the West Side University Village. By the way, 21% of those units were below the median income. And a lot of people are going to so, front of that type of development, but they but it's something that we're encouraging because it is the opportunity to sell. So if you want to sell is. something okay. faster, that's what you got to do. Mabel, thank uh, you so much for calling in. Oh, we sure. actually have to move on um, because we're, we're at the end towards our show. But thank you so much for making yourself available. Um, I know you you're you, also very busy, so we appreciate you. Okay, well, you have a great day. You and Merry too. Christmas, everybody. Happy Bye. holidays to you as well. Thank you. That's some good perspective, right? I mean, of course. But, you know, because this show is real estate centric, but we also want to encourage you to understand the dynamics of, of course, making money, but understand that there is a bigger community at large. And mm-hmm. as realtors, we're advocating for change. Um, and, and it's not that difficult. I think today we talked about giving back in small doses, right? Something that's comfortable to you by volunteering and giving up your time, not just your money, because I know realtors like to write write checks because um, of that tax deduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not calling anybody out. But it's important to give back to our communities and, of course, our children because it matters. It's, a, it's our big why. 
So we're running short on time here, so we're going to get to your nitro question oh, quickly, boy, and then I'm going to touch on some <laughs> news yeah, you should that have is done coming that before, up. Like a long time ago. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so the most embarrassing yeah, NP moment. <laughs> NP. That sounds like a cool like basketball name. <laughs> Madam President, the oh, most. Em- Embarrassing moment that you can share with us. Oh God! Well, I was hoping we ran out of time. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so my most embarrassing, or one of my embarrassing moments, I actually tried out for the Lovables. What? No one knows what? this. Now you guys do. The Lovables. Uh, I made it to the final cut, but <laughs> I did not make the that. team. The Lovables. <laughs> Calm you yourself down. Over did you guys there? hear that, everybody out there? <laughs> Nikia, Nikia Madam President. <laughs> Try it out for the lovables. Hey, did you have? I did oh, not can you make do a routine? I, I could. Yeah. Oh, come well, on! We're not going to take that. We're going to video that at the end of the show, and we're no going to upload You're it. You're joy kill. No, way. I want to see. I'm an instant gratification kind of girl. You better do your. The, Absolutely not. Look at me. Remember that time I didn't make the team. That's awesome. <laughs> I probably should. You made the team with us, so there That's you awesome. go. That's a cool story. It's really cool. Of it course, we, we do a lot of things. There's a lot of like you know pieces to that puzzle. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. That was pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> Here's some real estate news, guys, on a serious topic. Real estate Ooh, news. This is where Rock goes into his gets, like journalistic. You guys know that I'm out in the streets <laughs> digging up these stories. <laughs> and that's why there was like a, a more like okay, never mind. I can't so, do this. Trends for 2018 that will be a game changer for our industry in real estate. Okay. Uh, the first one is uh, supply is finally going to catch up with the demand that we're in need of. Uh, Experts are saying, uh, economists from Realtor.com are saying that inventory by the second quarter of 2018 will start to flourish. We're going to have a lot more inventory on the market. So for you home buyers that are on the sidelines right now waiting, it's best that you guys get pre-approved by me immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So that that once this inventory loosens up... (laughs) You're you are ready, ready to go, to go ready to rock? with Nikia and Carla love out it. there on the streets. I love See? it. Number two, that's a game changer for our industry, is millennials. Millennials are going to be entering the market in heavy fashion. I always like to say that millennials are big savers, and I'm still going to stick to this. I said this back uh, on a previous show. Millennials, I, I believe, are going to be that buyer with a bigger down payment versus the individuals that we're seeing today for first-time home buyers with minimum down payment programs. I honestly think that millennials are going to be putting down a heftier down payment. And then lastly, number three. Wait, can I interrupt that really quick? Are there mm, any changes? No. You can't interrupt me on the news. <laughs> no. Are there and any changes number, to the loan financing for millennials with respect to fi- uh, for education or student loans, the way you see those? There is going to be some changes where we're going to be able to offset or defer a portion of what that monthly student loan payment is to be but we'll touch on that next year or they can reach you directly to ask or you can you. reach me directly <laughs> 773-520-4930 what and we number, have your cell phone you gave out everybody your cell has phone. my cell phone it's public i don't hide that <laughs> and then number three nakia touched on this too is the tax reform i won't touch on this too much because i'm not an expert on tax reform but keep an eye out for that because that will be a game changer in 2018 for our real estate market either for the positive or for the negative We'll figure out a way it's to never make negative. it work. We'll figure out a way to make it work, though, either way. Awesome. For all of you that have been following us on social media, and what this is our third year now of Market Overdrive, we want to thank you guys for the support. We want to thank all of our real estate 
partners that have come on air with us to share their stories. It's very important that we always get the professional's perspective because everybody transacts differently in our industry. Mm-hmm. Everybody transacts differently. So I've always been a big advocate about you sharing your professional experience in your day-to-day and in your market. Uh, please keep following us on social media, YouTube, WGN. Uh, we're here. I think we booked a contract for the next five years, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't know about that. <laughs> we're still in negotiations with our contracts, but nonetheless... Uh, We'll be back again next year with great information for you to share with your friends and colleagues. I want to thank Nikia so much from the bottom of my heart. We love you. Thank we you heart so much you. For coming out. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for changing the world out there. One person at a time, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. we, we're wrapping up now, guys. Oh, but everybody's hitting me up with questions. We can't produce this show like that on the fly. Thank you for watching and hanging out with us. As always, we'll see you next year, 2018, as this is our last month show.